0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Welcome in, welcome in. Anita Marks with you on this Saturday afternoon here on 98.7 ESPN. And coming to you live from Bristol, Connecticut. Yeah, I've been up here uh, for the majority of the week. Uh, filling in hosting for uh, Daily Wager, and so uh, always feels great to be back up here, as we like to call it, on campus. Um, and things are, uh, even though we're a few years past COVID, things are starting to get back to normal here, and feeling like it did prior, of course, to COVID. Uh, we've got a great show lined up for you. Uh, again, I've been up here hosting shows and and talking to a variety of people, so I feel like I'm I'm more in the know. <laughs> When it comes to um, everything college football and, and, and everything NFL, uh, when, when I'm around some of the smartest people in the industry, and, and there's quite a few people up here. So I'm excited about the show today. Again, uh, we've got a, a really great show lined up for you. Some great guests. Mike Reese is going to join us this hour. Uh, he covers the New England Patriots. As we know, a big game for New England and the Jets, 1 o'clock. On Sunday, and this is a Jets team, they're home. They're a home dog at plus two and a half. The over-under is 36. Weather conditions are not supposed to be great. We've got this cyclone, tropical storm. What is it, Adelphia, Adelphi, something like that. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it's on its way here, and so it's going to wreak havoc. There, there's no denying that, which everybody, please, got to make sure that uh, on Sunday you're hunkered down. Um, make sure you don't lose your signal. Because I, there'd be nothing worse than to be stuck at home with this horrible rainstorm and, and you can't watch football. So make sure that's taken care of. Uh, but Mike Reese, who covers the Patriots, is going to be joining us on the program to give us a little insight, um, a little update in regards to this Patriots team. Of course, they've got Mac Jones and now new offensive coordinator uh, Bill O'Brien. How's that working out for them? Offensive line has been kind of uh, topsy-turvy, very similar to uh, what the Jets have been dealing with as well. Uh, A solid defense. Very interesting. I'm curious to get his thoughts how the weather, he thinks how the weather is going to play a role in this matchup between the Patriots and the Jets. So excited to get Mike Reese on. As always, Cynthia Freeland's going to join us on the program. Um as she does each and every Saturday afternoon. So uh, we'll look back in regard to what happened with the Giants. Uh, we'll look forward to the Jets and Patriots and 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 just across the board uh, pertaining to uh, the NFL. Heading into week three, there's some 0-2 teams that are in a must-win situation, the Patriots being one of them, mind you. Also, an interesting game between the Chargers and the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, teams that start 0-3, Pretty much the probability, the stats, they don't lie. Uh, they, they more times than not do not make it to the postseason. So, you know, there, there's a number of, of teams out there right now in the NFL that are in a must-win situation. There's no denying that. We'll dive into all that with Cynthia Freeland. We'll talk fantasy, getting you ready for your week three fantasy football matchup. There's some news out there. As we know, a lot of running backs, man, running backs are dropping like flies. And so we'll talk to Cynthia Freeland about all of that. Of course, we have Joe Wiz on the program and um, and of course we have you. 800-919-3776 is the phone number. Uh, let, let's start first and foremost, I, I want to look back in regard to what's going on with the Giants before we look forward and um, and and what happened on Thursday night because it, it was it's <laughs> it, it feels like it's a sad state of affairs when it comes to, this this Giants team right they're sitting at one and two right now but who did they lose to they lost to the Cowboys at home on opening night 40 to nothing and they lost to the 49ers which by the way you know you you kind of felt at the half that maybe they'd be in it right you kind of felt at the half like wow what's going on here like they're actually making it a game, and then, of course, the second half comes, and it goes, and they lose 30-12. to Only ran the ball 11 times. I I just – not I, – I don't want to sit here and accuse Brian Dable. I, I know how hard these guys work. I know this is going to sound bad, but at the end of the day, I just – I want to imagine that they were out there on the West Coast um, playing without a number of their best players, Saquon Barkley being one. Uh, Anthony Thomas being another, their left guard was out, going up against arguably the best defense in the NFL. And, I, like, I, again, not to say wave the white flag, but, like, like let's just get out of Dodge, right? Let's get home. Let's get back to New York. Let's get healthy. And let's focus on the remainder of the schedule. Because here's the thing. Yes, the Giants are sitting at 1-2. and two, But they lost to arguably the two best teams in the NFL. In the Cowboys in the Forty, Like, if you look at the landscape of the NFL, the AFC I thought was going to be a lot more competitive. I, I'm, I'm really, I'll use the word shock. Like, shock with the way, and, and granted, small sample size. We're only two weeks in, Anita. Like, don't be a drama queen. I know. But, like, to me, it's the Cowboys, the 49ers, the Eagles, and then everybody else. Even, even Kansas City. Okay? I just get in the feeling there's something wrong with Kansas City. And Travis Kelsey obviously didn't play week one. I get all that. But, you know, this is a Giants team that very well, at the end, when it's all said and done, lost to the two best teams in in the NFL. The Cowboys and the 49ers very well could be the matchup for the NFC uh, to, to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. So what happens now? Giants come back. They've got a lot of time left to get ready for Seattle, to get healthy. I think Saquon Barkley is gonna be back. I think uh, Andrew Thomas is gonna be back, their offensive line, and their home. And it's not like it's not like Seattle is is, you know, out there destroying people either. Then they head to Miami to take on the Dolphins and then the Bills. It is tough sledding. But if this is a Giants team that, God willing, they beat Seattle. Now they're sitting at two and two. And they could beat one of the Dolphins or the Bills. And I know that's really tough to ask because they're on the road in Miami. They're on the road against Buffalo. But if this is a Giants team that could just get through the, the first six weeks at 3-3, three and three, look at the rest of the schedule. Washington, the Jets, the Raiders. Yes, the Cowboys again. Washington, the Patriots, the Packers, the Saints, uh, the Rams. Here's where it gets tough. They take on the Eagles twice in the last three weeks of the season. Okay, at the Eagles, and then their last two games are at home against the Rams and the Eagles. I'm just saying, and and you, we don't we don't know. It's a long ways away, right? We don't know what what are, what are the Eagles going to be at? Is that last week game is that going to be significant? If not, are they going to be resting? We just don't know, right? And and I don't have a crystal ball, neither do you. I'm just saying, like I'm not waving the white flag yet for this Giants team, but I have a feeling many Giants fans are. Let's open up the phone lines. eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's kick this off. I'm curious. I'd love to hear from Giants fans right now. Uh, your thoughts, you know, based on what you've seen, are you are you just are you waving the white flag? Like like Giants aren't what we thought they were gonna be. They shouldn't have paid Daniel Jones. Or you're like, you know what, Anita? You might be onto something here. Giants are down 1-2, but those two games that they lost very well could be against the two best teams in the NFL. Maybe I'm onto something here. What say you? Again, 800-919-3776. Let's talk some Giants. Uh, and, uh, and then, of course, uh, coming your way this hour, we're going to hear from Mike Reese as well. We'll turn our attention to what's going on with the Jets as they get ready for not just a storm, but Bill Belichick, the hoodie, and, of course, the New England Patriots. So still a lot more coming your way. Nita Marks with you until 3 o'clock this afternoon right here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7. ESPN.
1: Boy, have I ruffled some feathers, it sounds like. Uh, By the way, we've got Harvey and Joe producing the show this afternoon. Gentlemen, gentlemen, uh, this is, uh, I know I'm up here in Bristol, so I'm a a little bit further away than I normally am, uh, but we shouldn't miss a beat, right? No. How's Bristol going? You've been up there for a while. You you acclimated to the campus? Yeah, I've been up here for for a hot second. Um, Campus is getting back to normal. You know, uh, hustling and and bustling like it was pre-COVID. So that's fun. The energy up here is great. I hosted the show this morning with Sam Acho, uh, Joe Fortinball, and Aaron Dolan. So getting folks ready for uh, this week four slate of college football games. Dare I say that I'm more excited about today's college football action than I am than tomorrow's NFL action? (sighs) Dare I say I just said it. I said it. It's a hot take. It's a hot take.
3: How's the food uh, uh, Here's of another thing.
1: Life. I w- I want to watch college football with with my with Mad Dog Russo. That uh, that's who I want. I mean, he's he obviously he's having a lot of fun dropping gummies uh while watching while watching college football. Um I, I know that that wow. Yeah, that went viral. Wow. 800- <laughs> 800 809.9 We've got a great show lined up for you. Mike Reese is going to join us talking Patriots and Jets. As always, uh, Cynthia Freeland, because it is Saturday. And, of course, we can't have a Saturday show without Cynthia Freeland. We'll hear from Joe Wiz as well with his picks and his plays. And I have some sad news, some sad and good news. Mama Mimi is in the hospital. Okay? Uh, it's unfortunate. she She went in the hospital. So I said to my mom, I said, listen, because my mom makes picks. She's got her three locks of the week. Heading into each and every NFL season, and so I said, "Mom, you know you got to get healthy. So we'll we'll just we won't do this week." She's like, "No, you we've got to do this week." I'm like, "No, I I really think that we're." She goes, "No, I put in the work. I have my picks. I have my plays. We've got to do this week." Okay, so uh, we're we're gonna. (laughs) Mama Mimi is gonna join us at two thirty this afternoon from her hospital bed with her picks and her plays heading into week three of the NFL season. I I gave her the option, guys. I gave her the out, and she actually, she got she got pretty disturbed. She got very upset with me. She's like, no, I put in the work, I prepared, I need to make my plays. I need to make my picks. So uh, Mommy Mimi will be joining us on the show as well. So Jam pack Show and your calls, 800-919-3776. Let's get to them. And uh, let's kick it off with, um, is it A.L.? In, Jer- in, in New Jersey? Is it Al or A-L in Jersey?
4: You got it right. It could go either way. All okay. Right, right, but oh, how are you doing today?
1: Great. Thank you.
4: Okay, that's great. So I was really calling up. Um, I think it was last week or the first week of the season. You really went on my on Niners in regards to um, not being a complete team because of Purdy. But um, I love how the tone changes. And, you know, immediately at the top of the show, you're like, you yeah, know, San Fran, Philly, you know, and um, the Cowboys. Um, this is the thing. Um, it, we're, we're paying too much attention to where he got picked um, more so than Timeout. the Timeout. Time out, time out, night time, night time
1: out, time out. And don't go anywhere. I don't want you to hang up. I want to have the conversation. That's not how I roll. I don't hang up on people. No problem, no problem. Al, he was Mr. Irrelevant. It'd be Good different man. if you're if it, it'd be Al. It'd be different if you're telling me like, oh, you know what? They drafted Purdy in the fourth or fifth or sixth round. He was Mr. Irrelevant. He was the last pick in the NFL draft. Thirty-one teams passed up on him. Some multiple times, multiple times. You you can't I, I you can't you. just I, you I, can't I, I, overlook I that. You can't like, you can like no, you no, can't no, overlook correct.
4: that. You're one 100- hundred percent correct but there's two factors to that one we saw enough footage you know men lie numbers don't we saw enough footage last year and then two um what a lot of people which you're you're very intelligent and and you do your homework you know um i I see that i've followed you throughout the years but the one important thing that we we as fans and as analysts and as individuals in, in the um in in the business they 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 don't realize is it's the organization the the, or, the organizations like look at Andy, wherever Andy Reid goes. It, it's the organizations from top to bottom that you know um, determine the success. A lot of these um, th- these players, especially quarterbacks, and, and you know that it, it depends on where you go.
1: Listen, and, and Al, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. Uh, here's the thing, and and, and you got to give credit where credits due. Kyle Shanahan is definitely working his magic when it comes. Do, here, here's Brock Purdy's depth of target is only five yards. Um, and 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 for a quarterback to only have a depth of target for five yards and to uh, be able to be as uh, successful as they have been offensively is really impressive, right? They've got a lot of talent. They're working with Debo Samuel, George Kittle. Iuke, of course, he wasn't active against the Giants, but he will be back in action again. Um, and, and then of course I, I buried the lead, and that's that's Christian McCaffrey. So, uh, you know, he's got a lot of weapons he's working with, solid offensive line, not top 10, but solid, and a phenomenal defense that definitely puts him in good field position uh, each and every time, well, the majority of the time that they get the ball. So there's that. But, but and not to take anything away from Brock Purdy, but Kyle Shanahan is, is, is really doing his best work, I think, uh, in regard to putting this young man in situations where uh, they're, they're doing well. Let's go to Tony calling in from Delaware. Tony, welcome
3: in. Hey, good afternoon, Anita. Um, quick question here. I'm wondering if you have any intel, you know, with the Giants and and, and what the deal is with Isaiah Simmons. I mean, when he came in, the, the word was, okay, uh, Wink asked him, hey, so what do you like to do? Isaiah said, I like to rush the passer. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and we saw he wasn't really getting it done as a linebacker slash safety in, 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 in uh, Arizona, so – I fully expected this dude to be lining up on the other side, uh, you know, against Thibodeau, you know, with, with Thibodeau and and trying to wreak some havoc. And, and But this dude only played 16 plays on, uh, you know, against San Francisco. And granted, yeah, you are 100% correct that uh, San Francisco and Dallas, those are two excellent teams. And, you know, G-Man losing to them, you know, it's it's not that terrible. So we should be be, be better. But – What's up with Thibodeau? I mean, not, what's up with Simmons? I mean, can we yeah. see him rush the passer a whole thing? Yeah, so, so
1: so here's the thing, Tony, don't go anywhere. Uh, you know, I want to have this conversation with you. you. You know, Isaiah when Isaiah Simmons was coming out of college, um and and it, I I found it really interesting like where he was going to get drafted and what 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 defense, what team, what defense was he going to get drafted to and more importantly, who was the defensive coordinator? Because he's he's an outlier, right? You know, his his size, his speed, his ability, what he brings to the table. You you know, he needs to align himself with a defensive coordinator uh, that's really creative, and Wink Martindale is, okay, but also uh, be a part of a defense um, that can accentuate his talent and his ability and what he brings to the table. You know, Wink Martindale, they, he, he blitzes all the time, and they play a lot of man coverage, right? So I, I guess I, I just don't know, Tony. I don't know if that's the perfect fit for Isaiah Simmons to play more than 12, 16, 20 plays. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh,
3: yeah. Nah, he, I, 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 I hear just, what you're saying, but unless Wink is trying to you know, use him as a defensive end in the middle, thinking he, you know, since he blitzes, he's going to be blitzed from the middle, but put him up against the daggone left tackle and let the man do some work and see if we have something. Because if not, we don't need him. You know what I'm saying? If he's not going to be if he's not going to rush the passer, we don't need him. We already seen him be a linebacker and a safety, and that's not his position. And and if he can't rush the passer then he don't need to be in the league then. You know what I'm saying? But otherwise let this man loose and let him go get some quarterback.
1: You know, and maybe, you know, maybe this is something like they got to figure it out, right? Maybe that's this terrible. is a work, maybe I mean, this is a work, case. maybe this is a work in progress. Tony as well because again, you're 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 talking about a, a, an outlier player. Who's got a real unique and special skill set? Um, that I, I think I think. Wh- I, listen, in, in Wink, I trust. I, I think Wink Martindale is one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL, and so I, I do believe that that they'll figure it out. And eventually, it's still guys like you know we're we're just we're heading into week three. Granted, yes, the Giants played again, and here's another thing. And, and as I opened up the show, right? And I, I know we had a ton of Giants fans that were that that were on board. 800 919 3776 Feel free to call back in. Sorry I couldn't get to your calls quick enough. You know, and, and I'm curious. I, I wanna I wanna test the waters. Is this a matter of the Giants arguably going up against two of the best teams in the NFL? In the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers, right? Um, you know, definitely the the, the game against the Arizona Cardinals, um really looked bleak in the first half, but a Herculean, herculean, uh, however you pronounce it, effort from Daniel Jones. Kind of looked like John Elway out there, dare I say. And, um, and, and to come back and to beat Arizona, I, I know Dable wasn't happy with that performance, even though they did come back. Should have never got to that point to begin with. I truly believe that this is a Giants team now. They're just like, man, let's just get back to Jersey. We've got We've got quite a few days off now to get healthy, get our offensive line back, regroup, reboot, try to try to win, try to win two of the next three games. I don't think they do. I think this is I think this is gonna be a Giants team that's two and four after the first six games. Um, if they are three and three, God bless, uh, I think they will be two and four. but once they get past this gauntlet uh, of, of the first six weeks of the season, uh, then I I, I, think, I think this team has a, an opportunity to get better, get healthy, and be the team that I, and I, I think a lot of Giants fans were anticipating them to be uh, this season because they are far from it right now. And it's hard. It's hard to do this, especially right at the start of the season. You get punched in the face. Let's be honest. That's exactly what's happened here with this Giants team. They got punched in the freaking face. How do they respond? Right. And not only do they get punched in the face, they got punched in the face and they had to head out to the West coast for two weeks. Right. It's just get back home, get grounded, get healthy, get right. And, and let's see what you can do. I think that's the game plan. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. 919 3776 Uh, Again, we've we've got some really fantastic college football games happening right now. Rutgers in Michigan, they're all tied up at seven in the first. FSU and Clemson, if you watched me on Daily Wager earlier this morning, uh, up here in Bristol hosting for Tyler Fulgham, uh, I'm on Florida State. I like Florida State. Minus two and a half. If you can still jump on it, I would. Uh, I love their quarterback in the Heisman discussion. Uh, also, this is a Clemson team. Clemson has decided not to use the transfer portal for whatever reason, so their team, in my opinion, has become a porta-potty. Uh, and um, not not sure why uh, Dable does not like to uh, Dabo doesn't like to use the transfer portal, but nonetheless, Clemson is not the team that it once was. Florida State ranked fourth overall. I'll lay the two and a half of Florida State. Uh, 0-0 in the first. If you could get on that now, I would. Cincinnati up on number 16, Oklahoma 3-0. They are still in the first as well. But, man, here, and and I want to ask you this, 800-919-3776. Are you more excited about Colorado and Oregon today? Coach Prime, baby. Are you more excited? Colorado in Oregon taking on those ducks. Are you more excited about this matchup than any of the games on the NFL slate? Do you know that Colorado, guys, do you know this? Again, uh, Joe and Harvey producing the show. Gentlemen, do you know that Colorado and Colorado State was the third highest-watched college football game? Third highest-watched co- college football game. That's the buzz. That's the exce- So now you're talking about number 19 Colorado taking on the Oregon Ducks over there on the left coast? Watch out. The numbers are going to be insane, especially if this game is going to be close in the second half. So that's going to be a good one. 3.30 – I am staying away from a side. I'm staying away from an overall total. My play here, I love Colorado over team total points at 23 and a half. Very explosive offense. I know no Hunter, but I think Weaver's going to step in and fill that void. Love me some Colorado team total over 23 and a half points. That's how I'm playing it. UCLA going up against Utah. I like UCLA getting the three. Ole Miss against Alabama at 3.30. That's going to be a good one as well. Give me Ole Miss with the points. In fact, I'm going to take Ole Miss on the money line. I think Ole Miss upsets Alabama. Playing quarterback, they're having problems. Also, nobody's really talking, well, at least not a lot of people are talking about this. The defensive court. not only is it Lane Kiffin trying to, of course, take down his old boss, Nick Saban, but the defensive coordinator now for Ole Miss was the defensive coordinator for Alabama for five years. You don't th- think he knows the roadmap and the game plan how to beat Alabama? Forget about it. Alabama's going down today. Um, some other good ones a little bit later. Oregon State and Washington State. Give me Washington State at home with the points. Ohio State and Notre Dame. Notre Dame at home with the po- I love a lot of home dogs today. Are you feeling my vibe? Are you feeling <laughs> my uh, my common denominator? Notre Dame going up against Ohio State. Notre Dame getting three. Iowa and Penn State. I do like Iowa here. I think their defense is just too much for Penn State to handle. UNC going up against Pittsburgh. Uh, I'll lay the seven. Maybe I'll buy the hook down to minus six and a half for North Carolina against Pittsburgh. Love me some Drake May. I'm going to be talking about him all college football season. I think he wins the Heisman. You could get that right now at 30 to one. And I think he'll be the number one overall pick in this year's NFL draft. You heard it right here. You heard it right here. There you go. So a lot of really great college football. We'll keep you posted. We'll keep you up to speed, especially on that FSU-Clemson game. That's for sure.
5: With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast.
0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7. ESPN. $40 million a year, you expect
1: him to elevate the play of those around you because in a cap system, that's a lot of your allocation and it's not good enough the way he's playing. And if you don't think he can take you to where you want to go, don't pay
0: him $40 million. Keep looking because if you are chasing greatness with Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott
4: and trying to win in the NFC and you don't think Daniel Jones can do that, like last night was the reason you signed him. I believe if we're going to pay a guy $40 million a year, you have to go on the road, no left tackle, no running back, no left guard and find a way to win. And if you don't believe that, take your $40 million and invest it someplace else.
1: Is is Mike, I, what, what is he What is he supposed to do? He's been under duress playing behind this horrible offensive line. Not having a left tackle and a left guard. Oh, I can't wait. Mike Tannenbaum, Amani Toomer, they join me tomorrow morning, bright and early, 8 a.m. New York game day right here at 90, excuse me, 98.7 ESPN. Uh, boy, can't wait to talk. And by the way, I ran into Mike up here on Thursday he we were both up here on Thursday so I, I saw him in the makeup room it's my first time seeing Mike Tannenbaum and since pre-COVID so it was nice to finally see him in person and um but man uh him and I need to have a discussion about that we'll definitely dive into that tomorrow don't miss it New York game day right here on 90.7 ESPN coming your way at 8 a.m 7 to 8 fantasy forecast getting you ready for your fantasy forecast your fantasy football matchups heading to week three of your fantasy season I want to remind you, join your favorite ESPN New York host at the Ultimate Tailgate Party located in Lot G11 before the Jets take on the Patriots this Sunday. Of course, that's tomorrow. We'll have plenty of tailgate games, music, prizes, giveaways. ESPN New York, the Ultimate Jets Tailgate brought to you by Corona, Don Julio Tequila, and of course, Guinness. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Frank in New York. Frank, welcome in. Good, Good afternoon.
6: Hi, Anita. How are you? Thanks for taking my call.
1: Thank you. Uh,
6: so, normally I look at you as the voice of reason on sports radio, but uh, I think today you're a little off base with thinking the Giants are going to win more than three games uh, for the season. Maybe four for the season, maybe. Uh, this gonolate they're going through. Uh, isn't going to get any easier for them. Their offensive line stinks. I don't see why that's going to get better. Their defense—they have no secondary, a continuation of last year on that. And from a uh, sack pressure perspective, they're average at best. They're last in the league in defense. I don't see that changing. And without getting this kid some uh, protection uh, you cannot expect him uh, to be successful it's just I think uh, four losses to uh, Washington and Dallas maybe they're lucky maybe they split with Washington Washington just has a better defense uh, and I think probably the offense is better the uh, not beating Miami. Maybe they beat the Jets. Uh, again, I think the Jets have a better defense. I, I don't see this giant team winning more than three games. Maybe they get lucky and they win four. And that game they won against Arizona, you, you got to give the kid credit. He played great. But they, Arizona lost that game as much as the Giants
1: won that game. Yeah, I mean, Frank, thanks for the uh, phone call, Frank. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, to say they're only going to win three or four games, I, I just – I don't see that with the schedule, especially, uh, you know, their next game, again, they've got plenty of time now. They don't play again until October sec- 2nd at home against Seattle. Um, then they're at Miami and at the Bills. That's going to be tough, right? Like I said, I I, I think this is a, Jets, a Giants team. They're going to go 2-4. and four. I think they can beat Seattle. At home, I think they lose to the Dolphins in Miami. I think they lose to the Bills in Buffalo. Then they've got the Commanders, the Jets, the Raiders, back at the Cowboys, at the Commanders, the Patriots, the Packers, the Saints. Um, What's really tough, which will be interesting, is I, I, I think this NFC East is going to be competitive. I think the Eagles are going to be playing for something the last week of the season. So I don't think they're going to be resting players on January seventh. That'd be the last game here at home for the Giants. They do end with two home games. The one before that is the Rams, but they have to take on the Eagles. The two of their last three games of the season, which is going to be tough. That's for sure. Let's go to Mitch in East Windsor. Mitch, you're up. Hey, you doing? Uh,
6: I tell you, the Chargers got only free this season. Is finished.
2: Slew um, of good uh, games today. Especially with the Pac-12, Pac-2, and some of your quarterbacks, Eugene Angilele, Cam Rising, uh, you know Drake, Anderson, and some of But you know, I think the Giants and Jets, especially if they don't make the playoffs, they have better. about I think about uh, drafting a like in the first round next year. Thanks for taking my
6: call. Uh,
1: listen, I keep on saying I, I love Drake May, but I-, I think I think when it's all and, and not to take anything away from Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams is amazing. Um, But it's not just what you do in college football, right? It's the scouts. It's the evaluation. It's how you think their game is going to translate into the NFL. And based on the scouts that I've spoken to, this isn't just my own opinion, uh, but based on the scouts that I've spoken to, boy, everybody's in love with this Drake May kid. Everybody. Let's go to Artie in Brooklyn. Artie, you're up.
7: Hey, nigga. I'm hey. uh, going to the game tomorrow with this weather. I'm thinking, like, that Jaguar game, is, it's just going to come back into my head. I don't know. I think Zach improved, but tomorrow is going to be the big test. And, and it, you know, the people that are saying that we got to beat the Patriots, I just looked at the stats. Look at the stats for Mac Jones this year and the, and the stats for, for Zach. And then you're going to say, how the heck are we going to win this game? Because – You know, the defense also talks away. They talked about 85 bears. And they got, like you said, punched right in the mouth by a good offensive team. Now, maybe New England's not going to do that to the Jets defense. But the the way for the Jets to win is for the Jets to play defense and get turnovers like they did in Buffalo. Sachs' not going to come up with no 300 yards and stuff like that. You just got to limit him, you know. The, limit the interceptions, the turnovers, and things like that. How do you see the game tomorrow? I mean, I know you love Mac Jones. You like them in the draft and stuff like that. Is Sally going to get out coached? I don't know. But I'll be calling you next week, and that'll be it. I've been, I'll be going for Cousins. I'll be, I will be—I hate to say this, but I'll be trading for Cousins after this game. Yeah, All it's right. it's, it's, its really
1: already a solid call. It's really interesting. How am I looking at this game – I like the under. The weather conditions to me are really throwing me off. Uh, the under opened up at 37, 37 and a half. It dropped to 37. Now it's at 36. If you like the under, I would get on it now. The storm is coming in. Of course, weather conditions aren't great right now. Uh, they're not going to be good tomorrow. I think both these teams are going to play conservative because they don't want to turn the ball over. They both have good defenses. They both have mediocre to bad quarterbacks. I do love the fact that Bill O'Brien now is the offensive coordinator for the Jets. I think that helps Mac Jones tremendously. So, uh, for me, the play here is the under. I'm taking the under in this matchup. That's how I'm playing it, right? 800 919 3776. When we come back, Mike Reese, phenomenal job covering the Patriots. He has for quite a while. Uh, We'll join us next. We'll uh, do a deep dive and find out what's going on with that Patriots team right here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I just need to be smart with the ball. You know, especially last time we played in my home, you know, a lot of them were just dumb plays by me. I need to play one play at a time, be efficient with the football, trust what I'm seeing, and play ball. Dak Wilson
1: talking about what he needs to do to beat the Patriots tomorrow. Mike Reese joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. My first question to him, my friends, is Bill Belichick. Uh, What is his secret sauce? that he always is so dominant against young quarterbacks?
2: Well, Anita, the first thing I would say is when Bill Belichick, you know, stepped up to the podium this week, one of the first things he said was, it's Jets week, you know, and he said it again today. And so I think, you know, before you get into like Belichick versus Zach Wilson or Belichick versus the rookie quarterback, I I sort of look at it as like Belichick versus the Jets. There's something about this matchup, and I think we know what it is, right? The history um, that he has with the organization that seems to bring out the best in him, right? Um, don't want to say it means more than other games, but there's just, I don't know, there's always something about the Jets that just seems to feel different, you know, when I'm around Bill Belichick and the Patriots in weeks leading up to it. And 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 relative to, to the stuff with Zach, I, I think they... they they're very multiple defense. They, they change what they do a lot, and sometimes you know, that can be a lot for a young quarterback to handle.
1: Um no denying that and of course we saw what happened in this year's NFL draft where the Pittsburgh Steelers um jumped ahead of the the Jets to uh, draft uh the, the offensive lineman Broderick Jones right is it Jones I That's I, I right, right. Yeah, yeah. um and, and in yep. New England was like sure come on up come take that offensive yeah. lineman that the Jets want we're happy to give it to you um yeah there's that <laughs> um So so with that being said, you know, on the opposite side, so we know Zach Wilson has been struggling. This wasn't the script. This wasn't the storyline we were all anticipating, right? It was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers. It's not now. But for Mac Jones, you know, I I guess maybe I was expecting more and and maybe I'm expecting maybe too much too soon with the addition of Bill O'Brien now as the offensive coordinator. We saw how Mac Jones struggled big time last year. I was excited to hear that they brought in, like, a legit offensive coordinator for him. Um, you know, what, what, and I know it's a small sample size, Mike, but but how would you evaluate that hire right now after two games?
2: Really strong um, in Bill O'Brien. Just in terms of you can tell that there's a vision there and they're attacking um, the other team, um, you know, sort of the way they used to do it with Josh McDaniels. I don't know if you know this, Anita Mac Jones has thrown 96 passes Uh, that leads all NFL quarterbacks through two weeks of the season. It's actually the third highest total of any Patriots quarterback, um, you know, in the first two games of the season. So they've thrown it a lot. I think the hard part right now through two games is really getting a a thorough, fair analysis of what they're doing offensively because their offensive line has been sort of um, patchwork. Really, going back to the first days of training camp, they've had a run of injuries, an illness, and and really inconsistency. Um, They haven't been able to play the same unit, really, at all, and guys in, guys out, uh, trading for guys. Next thing you know, they're starting. So they're starting to get a little semblance of continuity um, with most of their guys back for Sunday's game, minus maybe a right tackle. Um, so, you know, once we get a look at that, we'll get a better idea. But Anita, it's like, yeah, gotta going to win a game. You know, you can't dig yourself too big of a hole this early in the season. It, it almost feels like extended preseason to me in that regard.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, with all due respect to the Jets and, and whatnot, I think the expectation now that Aaron Rodgers is not here and there is not like, a better quarterback that's manning this team, which I think has been built to win now. You know, I think I think the Jets would be better with, like, let's say a Kirk Cousins, somebody like that, but they're not. They've come out. Yeah. They said that they're going to roll with Zach Wilson. I think the expectation for Mac Jones and this Patriots team is is very different, right? Like, and and they are 0-2, and we've seen the trend, Mike. You start 0-3, the, the statistics, the probability, they don't lie. You don't make it to – majority of teams do not make it to the postseason. Like, this is a must-win game, I feel, more so for the Patriots uh, than than the Jets. Are you feeling that sense of urgency this week covering this team?
2: So, well, so I agree with everything you said. And, and just to give you the numbers, um, you, the, you you start 0-3. Since 1966, only six of 251 teams mm-hmm. – have made the playoffs so you mentioned must win i agree i need mean, to like that the last team to do it was the 2018 texans bill o'brien actually happened to be their head coach the one thing i'd say on those numbers is you know it doesn't take into account that seventh playoff team was added in 2020 and you're now playing 17 regular season games which added in 2021 so maybe the margin for errors a little bit more, you know, than it had been in the past. That being said, I don't know if you looked at the Patriots schedule, Anita, next week they're at the Cowboys. Like, that's a tough game, too. You could be 0-4 if you don't beat the Jets. So, um, I definitely feel the urgency. I was in the locker room today um, talking to one player, Devon Godshow, defensive tackle. Asked him how things are going. He said simply, like, we got to get a win. And that's sort of the mindset I've heard all week from the players.
1: You talk about going up against Dallas. Isn't that the big reason why they got Will Greer off the practice squad from Cincinnati to give them some insight on the Dallas Cowboys in week four? I just I think Bill Belichick is I I, I just he's I I think he's so smart. And and I love the moves he makes and I, I love I love the way that he plays the game. Um, Mike, before we let you go, let's talk about the weather conditions, right, uh, yeah. that are expected in New York for this game, um, they're not supposed to be great. Obviously, w- w- I'm, I'm trying. I, I had to pronounce the name of the storm on Daily Wager earlier, um, Ophelia or something like that. Anyway, a, 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 a tropical cyclone, a tropical storm, whatever the case may be, it is not. It's not going to be fun. Uh, with that being said, Brees Hall is expected to play. You get the one-two punch in the backfield with Dalvin Cook. Stevenson, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, there, there's there's some talent here. In bad weather conditions, what team do you think has the upper hand?
2: Whew. I honestly don't know the answer to that, Anita, because I'll tell you, the Patriots' ball security has not been great through the first two weeks of the season. Uh, they've lost two fumbles. Mac has thrown two interceptions. Three of those uh, turnovers have come in the first quarter. They have not led in a game this season. Um, So part of me feels like the weather for a team that's trying to improve its ball security, like that's not really what you want to be playing in. If you're the Patriots. Right. And so part of me feels like it might favor the Jets, you know, and and, and maybe I'm too hyper-focused on the Patriots. I just feel like they've been very sloppy taking care of the football and it's really hurt them. And so to me, this adds to the challenge with the projected bad weather for them.
1: Um, it will be interesting to see how this all plays out. Uh, there's, there's no denying that. Uh, any final thoughts on this game in this matchup uh, before we let you go, Mike?
2: Well, so a couple things, Anita. You know, the first was you, you mentioned the Will Greer and signing him off, you know, the practice squad. Honestly, like, they might get some benefit from his knowledge of the Cowboys. I think part of it, though, the bigger part of it is, like, look at the quarterbacks going down across the league. Bryce Young not not playing this week. Anthony Richardson, like not practicing. I think Belichick looked at it and said, Look, I got Mac. I got Bailey Zappi who, you know, I I, I waived prior and brought him back. Like, I'm one hit away from Mac from what do I got? Like, so I think it was more layering the position with depth looking around the league, right? And seeing guys go down more than anything and just finish it out specific to the game. I mean, I think it's all going to come back to the the line of scrimmage for the Patriots, and if they don't get better offensive line play than they've got the first two weeks, it's going to be a tough game for them against that tremendous defensive front, and it'll be a long season for them if they don't get better offensive line play, because to me that's the whole key before we can really judge and analyze really anything else they're doing offensively.
1: You know, Mike, you're you're absolutely right. I, I say this time and time again. I, I think the backup quarterback position is one of the most um, underappreciated uh, positions in all of sport. And and if if I'm a general manager or I'm a head coach, and I feel that I have a team that's built to win now, I, I'm I'm going to spend those dollars on a backup quarterback who, obviously, you know can't necessarily come in and be as good as my starter hence why my starter has the job but somebody who I feel is is confident enough to come in and help a team win some ball games or at least keep it close you know and yeah. so
2: and yeah yeah and Anita who are the who are those quarterbacks like you know like so most of them want to start right so who's content to I do think that Andy guy? I, Andy
1: Dalton Andy Dalton starting this week in Carolina yeah. Yeah. I, don't don't sleep on him. I actually think that he yeah. might give Carolina a better shot than Bryce Young because of his experience. Mm. I'm a huge Gardner Minshew fan. Let's keep yeah. in mind Gardner yeah. Minshew knows that system because he played with Steichen in Philadelphia. So he's coming in. He knows the system. The Baltimore Ravens have a lot of injuries. I think Minshew could keep it close, especially as well as Zach Moss mm. ran less. So. You know, again, you know, backup quarterbacks are backup for a reason. They're not your, you know, they're not necessarily your top 32. Um, but again, I, I just, I, I think, I think it's, it's really, it. really, really, really important um, to have somebody that, that, yeah, that, that you feel can come in and at least, you know, at least not deflate your team. And, and to be honest yeah. with you, and, and I, you know, I, I know it sounds like I'm really beating up on Zach Wilson here, but like, I just feel like this Jets team is built to win right now. And, like, I just, I think, I think the organization is doing everybody else on this roster a disservice by not really mm-hmm. knocking on every door possible to, to, mm. to just to find out what it would take to bring in a quarterback that this team feels more yeah. confident and secure that, oh, man, we've got a shot. We've got a chance. Mm-hmm. No, he's not as good as Aaron Rodgers, but at least we have a shot. I I wouldn't be surprised if more than 50% of of guys on that Jets roster are like, well, season's over.
2: Yeah. I think it's a great point, and I think if I've learned one thing, and and this maybe not specific to the Jets, but just any team, is what they're saying right now maybe doesn't necessarily mean what they're going to be saying two weeks from now, depending on what the next two weeks look like, right? And so maybe they change their tune in a couple weeks if, you know, let's say the Vikings... Drop to zero and four. Yep. You know, to your point, zero three zero four. Maybe that changes the picture. Um, that'd be a compelling one to follow. I mean, I think your points are really well taken on on you know, when you're talking about
1: Mike. You're the best. We so appreciate it when you join us here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Thank you, my friend.
2: Awesome. Thanks for having me. Stay
1: dry. Stay dry. Mike Reese covering the Patriots for ESPN uh, with some good insight, getting you ready for that matchup, Patriots against the Jets. We come back. I've got some NFL plays for you heading into week three of the NFL season. Stay tuned for that. We'll be right back right here on 98.7 ESPN.